Hello, welcome back to another episode of The Human Side of Learning and Talent Technology. We're back again today and this week to talk and dive into the world of learning and talent technology and process our thoughts, tips, tricks, and the things that we know about the, the industry and, and what, what's going on. So my name's Bennett Jensen. Uh, I am the host and Chris Bond and Tiffany Faulkner are with me again today. How are y'all doing today? We're doing great. Great. Awesome. It's nice to be here. Nice to be back. We're going to change the orientation here. Now, we're on the same side of the table facing you. and That's right. That's a to, big change. get to look at you both now. Yeah. Without having to just feel like Tiffany's staring at me or something real funny when I say something I shouldn't. <laughs> now I can see your face all the time. And now you know that she is. <laughs> Uh, so we're, we're back this week to continue some of the conversation around learning technology, but also in a different light and evaluation and, and really how that ecosystem is, is good, bad, indifferent to how organizations are trying to move forward as we get through the last year or so, as well as the last five years of how technology has evolved and changed. So I'm really excited about getting into that today. It's, a, it's a, like I said, a bit of a continuation, but also some new interesting things. Uh, but before we dive into that, Chris, I understand we're a little late starting the recording today because you had some some drama this morning at the house, some some unwanted visitors in your <laughs> living room, or where was this thing? Uh, pretty much all over the house. Okay. So, so several weeks ago, Tiffany, you had goat drama, and then mm-hmm. Bennett, you have dog drama. So now we have bird drama in the Bond household. So I get up early every morning and I'm sitting in the office and I'm hearing this noise and I'm like, what is that noise? And I keep walking out and I can't find it. And then all of a sudden, right around seven o'clock this morning, uh, two hours into the beginning of my day, I'm like, it's a bird. How did the bird get in the house? Well, this isn't the first time the bird got no. in the house. This is multiple times, because y'all have heard the story. Uh-huh. We had another stinking bird in the house. Well, this bird's in here just chirping away, trying to figure out how to go. And we've got a high ceiling in one part. And, hey, boy, it's on the top of the ceiling, and it's flying around. So now you got to go close all the doors and then try to usher the thing out. And the, the dog, which could care less about the birds, is just sitting there staring at the bird. Just kind of. <laughs> anyway, we finally got the bird out. But we're trying to figure out how in the heck with all the doors and windows closed are these birds getting in our house? We have no idea. We had construction workers in. We thought they were leaving the door open and that was gone, but fortunately the construction is all done and we have no idea how they're getting in, but we have birds. I did ask Bennett this morning, why are there so many birds in your house? <laughs> how has this happened so many times? <laughs> this is not the first time. I mean, we have a nice, inviting house. I guess they just wanted a warm place to hang out. I'm surprised the dog just sits there. I know you used to have a dog that basically hunted birds. Yes, a um, Scottish Terrier mm-hmm. that would hunt that would hunt birds and, and caught um, many birds before. But now yep, that, that it would maybe bring them, they would bring them in as gifts. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Maybe now that 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 the birds have noticed that that poor dog is no longer with us, they're just like, oh, we can. This is our house too. We can come yeah, on in. Because Sadie, that uh, that beagle is like, unless you're a rabbit, I don't really have any interest <laughs> yeah. in you, you gotta whatsoever. Have, you gotta have four legs for me to be interested. <laughs> yeah. <not just> two. <laughs> But I don't know how that bird got in the house, but it made for a fun and interesting morning. Open the doors, try to usher the bird out. 
this one got out quicker, a lot quicker than the last one. But huh. uh, birds, huh. birds, birds. So yeah. Somehow I got to figure out how the birds are getting in the house. Yeah, maybe you have a nest somewhere, or the chimney, or who knows. But no, maybe uh, maybe a nest up in one, one of the bedrooms upstairs. We don't know about <laughs> it. They're just hatching birds and coming out. But uh, anyway, that's funny. Tiffany. Yeah. Any any bird drama on your side of the Metroplex? Oh no no not no. birds of course there's always goat drama but I'll save that for another day. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Always we'll, goat. We'll drama. catch up on the goats here <laughs> soon. <laughs> so like like we said we wanted to get right into learning technology learning ecosystem. Chris uh, we were talking earlier and and one of your goals or one of your focuses for the beginning of the year has been getting connected um, and reconnected and continuing the connection with some of the, the, the learning executives and learning leaders and just learning um, SMEs around the industry, mm-hmm. uh, whether they're you know a CLO or um, an independent um, just expert on the field. You've been really having some success connecting with them and learning a lot. Can you kind of set us up with what we're going to talk about today just based on what you've learned, what you've heard, and What's going on in the industry in that regard? Yeah. So I, I try a couple of times a year just to go out and make contact back with people that I really trust in the industry and to find out, you know, so what's going on in your world? What are you seeing that's new or different? So it's a combination of learning leaders, as you mentioned, also some business leaders that just happen to have an affinity for learning and trying to really look at uh, what they're doing, how do we set the trends, and how does that help influence decisions we make about how we help our clients. Um, you know, information information like that is incredibly valuable, and I'm really appreciative of the people that share their time. As I've gone through in January, I really have been surprised by a very consistent message that I'm getting from a wide variety of individuals, and that is there's a lot of people that are out reevaluating everything around their learning technology. In fact, I was talking with one person who's an analyst um, in the industry, and this analyst said, and, and they help clients out and do research, that type of thing. They said they believe that about 60% of their clients are reevaluating all of their learning technology right now. That is a huge yeah. number. Now I could see eh, 10, 15, 20% are going, 60%. So greater than half of the people out there, the companies, are going through a full evaluation of that learning and talent technology. Um, and as she and I were talking, she said, hey, is this a place you can help out? And I'm like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit more. So you begin to dive in in the conversations when people say, I'm going to go evaluate technology. And on the surface, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go take a cursory look. And um, that's not what's going on. People are really diving in deep to say, am I getting value out of the investment that I'm making? And it really kind of came, I put it in three separate buckets of where people are today. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's some that are in a position that they just have to they have to lower their IT and their expense footprint, right? So mm-hmm. they're evaluating technology to see how do I compress and how do I reduce my expense. There's another group, which is probably the bigger group, that has purchased a whole bunch of stuff. But in purchasing a whole yep. bunch of stuff, they never really created an ecosystem, but they created a lot of independent, individual little things that are going on. And they're one-off problem solvers. Mm-hmm. 
but they're not connected together. Now, it may be we overspent, maybe we overinvested, or maybe we didn't invest in the right thing because we're not getting the result we need. So that's a group that's out there just saying, man, I got a lot of learning technology. I need to go look at it. And then the third group that's out there really have built a strategy coming in through Q4, they came with a strategy and they said, we need to move and think about a different way of learning. Mm -hmm. The way that people learned in the past, it's changing. They're going to learn differently in the future. How does that begin to adapt to all the virtual learning that's going on, that learning in the flow of work? How do we do just in time? How do we do adaptive learning? How do we do some of those new things that are going to get us more focused on that skill development that we talked about at that moment of need. Now, so you got the people, the strategy, people who bought a lot of technology but haven't created an ecosystem and those that are reducing the footprint. But this is a, this is a significant, looks like to be a significant event in our industry right now that you have so many people that are beginning that evaluation process. So final thing on just kind of the introduction, I've been asking, so when has all this started? Mm-hmm. It's been kind of quiet, and it's like, hit January, it's time to go evaluate. It wasn't a 2020 thing. Twenty end of 2020, Q4 was kind of a, we're going to take a breath. Now the beginning, uh, January, people are starting this evaluation, and they're off to the races and trying to figure out what things look like long term. Um, and so I think what we want to do is talk about the why today. Why are people actually doing that, right? I got the three buckets, but um, there's a lot of whys out there to, to what's causing this impact. Um, and then there's going to be a big effect on the industry that I think will ultimately be positive. Sure. But in order to get that positive, there's going to be a lot of chaos in the meantime. Absolutely. So that, that's important to think about is the why. Um, We've seen a lot of things change in 2020, of course, is, is you know, r- broken record, but it is what it is. Like mm-hmm. things, have, things have definitely changed for good, for bad, for, for much better, for much worse, whatever that is. So, Tiffany, you, you work with a lot of clients day to day and you have a team that works with a lot of clients day to day. What is one reason you think to kind of set that up on the why is, is why is that happening now versus last year? A year from now, why is that a big focus? You think in, in in the clients that you're working with, but also just in in the you know the clients from your team and in general. Sure. So I think there's a number of things, um, and, and it didn't just start last year. I think last year accelerated this kind of movement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know over the last year there was a quick. We have to train people very differently. We need to. We'll have to evaluate or do. Uh, performance reviews in a different way because we're not in the office together. And so I think a lot of people went out in in a hurry like, oh, we can't do virtual classroom training or we're not set up for it or all we do is in class, let's go buy some content. And they they purchased some content. And so I think that's just an example. So there's a lot of um, just going out and purchasing bits and pieces and now it's kind of a, okay, let's slow down. What do we have? Is it connected? Does it, do we need to further invest to integrate some of these pieces together? Do we need to break them apart? Um, and, and, and so it's, it's a little bit of, did we end up with a hodgepodge of things? Let's see what we've got. Let's see where we're really investing our money too, because nobody, nobody really wants to just throw money out the door. Um, so it's my opinion. Yeah. I think one of the things that 
um, and just hearing you talk about that, we look at learning technology and I think we let's set a foundation, right? Because um, a lot of people say learning technology, okay, well, I have an LMS and that's mm-hmm. kind of it. Um, what are people really evaluating? Yeah, they, if, if you've got a learning management system or a talent management system, they're evaluating that. Mm-hmm. They're evaluating talent acquisition systems, right? Mm-hmm. Recruiting applications. They're reevaluating content development tools. Yep. They're reevaluating content development partners. They're reevaluating third party content vendors because a lot of the third party content vendors have their own delivery tools that are out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're evaluating additional tools that they may have for reporting and analytics. Mm-hmm. They're evaluating tools that, that gets connected into learning in order to achieve some other other goal. I mean, what is the real integration between HRIS and learning and where my employee profiles? I mean, all of that. And there's the virtual communication tools that people have adopted yeah. at, at a rapid pace this year, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, Microsoft Teams is probably one of the best examples right now. We know so many clients that are using it. It's so how do I take this momentum we've got with this virtual interaction with our teams and marry that with our, our learning. Yeah, that's a that's a great part of a learning technology tool, something like Teams or Zoom or WebEx or any of those that truly is learning technology. You use it for communication and other mechanisms, but it's learning tech that you have to evaluate in that process. Um, I think that a lot of these organizations are saying, we're so scattered, we have so many things, we're just piecemealing the process together and we've gotta find a way to go create something that's different. And we Mm -hmm. use the term we have in the past, go create this ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean to go create the ecosystem? So when you're talking, Tiffany, about, I got Teams, I got an LMS, and I wanna integrate it together, well, just a data integration, does that create an ecosystem? It's part of it. There's got to be a lot more to that. It's about the what, interaction. Yeah. Right? So the data, it, making sure the data gets to one place to another, that's fine. But there's also the interaction for the users or the learners, right? You don't want, you're going to, you're not going to reach the adoption levels you want if they've got to go here and then go there or go go to the next place. It's one of those it's easy, it's in the flow of work, and it's not something where they have to go through a list of, okay, where do I log in for this? What do I do for that, right? So on the Teams interaction, that's becoming a part of a Mm -hmm. day-to-day piece, right? So how do we leverage that with learning more than can we do a virtual instructor-led training, but how can we do some social learning using that tool integrated with our LMS? Yeah, so there's, and there's all kinds of social tools that are out there inside organizations mm-hmm. you know some organizations are using slack and others have salesforce now salesforce buys slack and then you begin to go <laughs> look at um what's the other one we use from time to time for marketing Basecamp. You use Basecamp, and and all of a sudden that becomes a community these communication tools are truly part of your learning ecosystem because of the level of communication that's that goes on inside there as well there is education that's being rolled out in that place. You just brought up a point that opens a question for me. Do you think over the last year, we've seen a lot of um, acquisitions and mergers amongst some of these technology companies, some of them that were shocking, some of them that made sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that that plays a role into this evaluation too? 
I think I think a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the entire M and A market and what's happening in roll ups and acquisitions and certainly we saw big things with people we work with mm-hmm. and uh, Ultimate and Kronos coming together and then you see uh, the entire Cornerstone and Saba piece that's coming together. But then other technology companies mm-hmm. and, and some um, there's honestly some learning tech companies that did really well in the pandemic. There's some that we thought were going to be leaders in the future that are now failing. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're laying off loads of people and they're not going to be successful long term. Or they just may not be the technology or product that you need. Um, and then, so I think the MA creates that. I think that a little bit. I think the pandemic has, you know, put you on notice about the vendors. Um, you know, we see companies like Skillsoft and Subtotal, they got sold again. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean going into a new organization? Oh, they're being combined with another group mm-hmm. uh, in order to be able to go provide what they need. All of those things create some of that level of chaos that we were talking right. about earlier that says, do I need to reevaluate that? Mm-hmm. Um, that? The one thing I want to point out in, the, in this conversation, we're talking about evaluation we're not talking about just go replace it. Sure. Right? That's mm-hmm. not the kind. Com- People need to go evaluate what they have. They may offload some pieces. They might also find gaps. Mm-hmm. Like one of the learning leaders I was talking to was having a gap because they are really focused on moving to learning in the flow of work. Right? Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to provide learning to my people as they're as they're on the job, mm-hmm. as opposed to got to have a formal classroom that's now a formal virtual classroom, or I'm going to go put you through a 30-minute e-learning course. I want you to learn based on where you are and what you're doing and how you're doing it. And when you uh, need it. When you need it, mm-hmm. you know, learning in that moment of need. And, he, and he's looking through everything he's got, and he's like, I don't have technology for that. That only happened because he is going through the process in saying, I have a strategy. I'm looking at all my learning technology. I have a gap. Got it. So now i got to go fill that gap. Now, how's he going to fill that gap? That gap may be filled because he's got to go offload something else in order to be able to pay for the technology that he needs. Or there may just be budget to be able to go handle that because there's the right business case. We can talk about all the business cases and all that in another podcast episode. But I think people are evaluating because they inherently know something is missing in the experience. There were a lot of people that went out and said, this is going to solve it all. Learning experience platform. That's going to be awesome. And it's going to go solve my issues. And we've seen some good uptick in learning experience platforms. But one solution is not going to solve it all. Mm-hmm. inside their learning technology footprint, right? you right. got to have more things. Uh, even if you have a great learning management system, it's not going to do everything you need. There's no way for it to do everything you need. Because yep. these big vendors have, you know, they've got 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 companies that are clients, so they're providing, you know, a level playing field type platform for everybody but then you've got big companies, you have manufacturing versus retail yep. versus others, and there's going to be different needs. So how do you begin to fit those pieces in? Um, I'm almost wondering if this is a time of transition where people move back away from it. You know, y'all remember 
there was this time where I'm going to buy a suite. One size fits all. Mm-hmm. I want to buy a suite. I want everything's going to, if I have one suite, it's going to solve all my problems. That's great. Are we now moving back to a, I want to, I want to look at best of breed. I have my core in the suite, but now I have to look at best of breed other solutions that are going to begin to to take hold. And I think, Tiffany, I know we've seen that in some of the the recruiting side, the ATS is, is that's less sweet, more. I want I want the technology that is focused on and and is specific to recruiting, um, or um, you know talent acquisition. Right, that I've seen a lot of that, and then I want that to integrate into you know my HRIS and my learning and talent um, ecosystem. So it's a I want to bolt that on because it's specific and it's focused on recruiting, but. I needed to play well with the others. I've seen that quite a bit. Um, the other could it also? I mean, I, I've heard you say before too. It's a vertical solution, right? Mm-hmm. It fits an industry need because one industry might need something different. And again, mm-hmm. it's not one size fits all. Mm-hmm. So it could be industry need as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the the other thing is you talked about the best of breed, and it's one of the other things is sometimes you just want that niche piece, right? That piece that fits. This little corner, this little thing that's a gap, it's not a major deal because the overall ecosystem is great, but I I really need a solution because it's going to change the way that my users and learners experience the process inside of Mm -hmm. our org, right? So um, that's that's the other thing. And there's there's quite a few of them out there, and they're small, and they're affordable, and they they either bolt onto your LMS or they integrate with your HRIS or, or whatnot, but I've seen quite a bit of that as well. So uh, I've been sitting back and listening today, which (laughs) haven't contributed much, but I think it's been a great conversation. And what I'm hearing, just to kind of summarize the why and where we're at today, I think a lot of businesses made a lot of tough or quick or rash decisions in 2020 Mm -hmm. to keep things afloat or to keep things moving or pivot and and change the way they're doing things to try to move forward in a a Mm -hmm. tough year. So now, at this point in time, there's a lot of ability to start stepping back a little bit in in the in the in the kind of the tunnel vision of got to do this, got to do this to keep yep. things moving, mm-hmm. and say, wow, okay, I did this. Now, what are the impacts? I got to evaluate if this is the right decision I made. How does it contribute to the overall goal and mission of, of what we're trying to do? And where do I go from here, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it working? Is it? Not? And I liked your question, Tiffany, about um, you know the mergers and acquisitions. I think that's important to know, but I think more important in the evaluation process is not just evaluating the then and or this and is going on right now. This is happening right now, but how are these technologies going to be able to support me in the next 18, 24, three year eight months or three years or even six mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. are they moving in the right direction do they have a roadmap that's going to support my business because yeah. you know you know that that leader has a roadmap for what they're trying to do mm-hmm. so as long as it can at least somewhat align with what the, the technology is going to do then you know the evaluation process can continue to move forward but if there's a disconnect there then you know you, the evaluation process helps get that in Out front of you so now, okay i need to look elsewhere because yeah. It's not going to be I th- working. I think there's two really important things that we want to leave our audience with. One, you must be evaluating all your learning technology on a consistent basis. You need to put together a plan for how to do that. Um, 
and, and we can help you talk about how to go put together a plan. We might even do that on a future podcast. Mm-hmm. You got to have a plan. You need to go do that. The second is that plan needs to be framed around the fact that you truly do have a learning ecosystem. You need to map that out and understand how all of those things connect. Even though you may have different pieces in different parts of the organization, understand that and have that that plan and that map around your learning ecosystem and it will make the evaluation process all that much easier. But you need to do both of those because as you mentioned earlier Tiffany learning is changing so much mm-hmm. how performance reviews are done how that fits into development plans all of that is changing so dramatically right now that if you're not in the processes of evaluating then you're going to get a little bit behind the eight ball and when the business leader comes up and says hey what about Mm-hmm. You need to be ready to have the answer. And so I think that evaluation process is great. Mm-hmm. And from an industry standpoint, to hear that 60% of this one group's clients are reevaluating all of their learning technology. Learning I think and that, talent. Learning and talent technology. I think that's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That says that the industry is really paying attention and really engaged. So go look at this from a perspective of an ecosystem. Have that plan. Um, and go evaluate that technology. What one last thing for me, and I know we've, we're probably close to the end here, is by them doing the our organizations doing this evaluation it, around learning and talent technology. That says to me that they're prepared in the coming years to to focus on and invest in their people. And to me, that that's a, a mission that I. I actually am excited about. I'm mm-hmm. so happy to hear that people are coming yeah. first. Yep, so. I think that'll be a big trend in 2021 is the how do we continue to grow? How do we get back to a growth strategy and investing in our people and and, and bringing on more people if, if that's, you know, a, a, a possibility and and really growth versus uh, uh, trying to trying to stay on a straight line. So right. um as always, appreciate your, your expertise, both of you. Um, we talked the why today. Um, next week we'll talk the what does that even really mean? What's the impact? How is it done? Um, is it different for small companies, medium companies, big companies, or is the evaluation process pretty consistent no matter what ecosystem you have or don't have already? So. Looking forward to that. Hope this was helpful. If you enjoyed today's content, we'd love for you to subscribe if you haven't already. Give us a a few stars, hopefully five, uh, (laughs) on the rating, and and leave a comment. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Love to get back to you. If we can help you in any way, please visit our website or reach out to us directly. Our our contact information is is on the website, so uh, bluewaterlearning.com. So we appreciate it as always. Thanks for tuning in to the human side of learning and talent technology. We'll catch you again next week. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Tiffany. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. We uh, will catch you next week. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody.